Greetings in Christ Jesus, and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples podcast. I'm your host today, Pastor Neil Radical. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity in Christ's kingdom at Emmanuel. Thank you for joining us today. Our devotion as we wind down the church year here is from Psalm 23. It's that famous Good Shepherd psalm that begins, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. That idea that we have here, why is this psalm so important to people? Why is this psalm the most famous of all the psalms? Well, we know we need the Lord to shepherd us throughout this short life here on this earth. And throughout each one of those six verses of Psalm 23, we can rejoice that he guides and directs us, sometimes with that comforting rod where he pulls us in close, Sometimes with that discipline shepherd's rod, where he teaches us a valuable lesson with our life, to lead us away from sin and to cling to him as our savior. He talks about leading us along those streams of peaceful waters where our soul is nourished and restored through the waters of life, through his living word. He reminds us that he anoints a table before our, in the presence of my enemies, anoints our head with oil. And when we think about there is that he is our conqueror. Jesus Christ is our conqueror. And so he ultimately will bring to nothing the work of the enemies of the cross of Christ. So whatever persecution we might face, whatever suffering we might endure, we know the Lord continues to lead and direct us and give us the victory over sin, death, and the devil himself. The Lord teaches us through the psalm so many valuable truths that we really have all that we need in this short life. He provides, he sustains, he blesses, he gives us that faith, the trust in him above all things. And so the best part about this psalm is the promise that he gives to us through his word. As David composed this psalm, the Lord assured him of his confidence in that eternal life in heaven. And he says in verse 6, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What a wonderful phrase to remember, whether we're walking through this life or we're on our death's bed, facing death's door. The Lord reminds us through Job, I know that my Redeemer lives. We talked about that last week. And here this psalm once again gives us the joy of looking forward to the house, the heavenly home with all believers, and with the Lord Jehovah, the Almighty God, Father, Son, and Spirit, our Lord Jesus Christ, our Redeemer and Savior, and the one who provides us with that peace and knowing He has conquered death itself to give us the victory of eternal life. When we pray that psalm, when we rejoice in the fact that the Lord is our good shepherd, we can give thanks that he will continue to lead us to the eternal pasture, that eternal life with him forever. And so we pray, Lord Jesus, comfort us always through your word of truth. Remind us that you walk with us, guiding us, directing us, shepherding us through your word of truth. Bless us with the confidence in that truth that leads to our eternal life with you, through the resurrection of death and through the comfort of your forgiving word. In your saving name we pray, Lord Jesus. Amen. As far as weekly updates and reminders, this past Saturday on November 13th, we held our Mission Myths webinar. Multiple CLC congregations were involved. Over 100 people showed up for that online. It's pretty amazing. And you can watch this. If you look in the podcast notes, there's a YouTube link there to watch this online. It's about two hours, and there's five sections, so you can watch one section at a time if you want. 
And also there's a worksheet there also listed in our podcast notes, a webinar packet. If you want to see more on this, check out the Committee of Domestic Fields on the CLC website under us.lutheranmissions.org under CDF. Speaking of things listed on web pages, we have our What We Believe on our website under About, and then specifically What We Believe. We'll continue to try to run bulletin updates on that, so stay tuned for that, or go check out more online on that interactive site of What We Believe. This evening, on November 17th, we continue with our online Bible class at 7 p.m. We're going through the Gospel of Mark, chapter 19, or chapter 9, we're looking at verse 13. Uh, there was a request recently from more than one member to record the studies that we we're doing to share with members afterwards, whether it be a podcast or an email for those who can't make it at night, maybe while they're driving throughout the course of the day and want to do a meditation, they can listen in on those Bible classes. So that's my goal for tonight, to record that Bible study for other usage. Also, uh, this weekend we are continuing with our Bible class on why membership matters. And so we pray that you're able to join us. There's also Sunday school this weekend, Saturday and Sunday morning. Uh, this next week is Thanksgiving week, where we're looking at our Thanksgiving services. Wednesday at 6 p.m. will be our evening Thanksgiving service here at Emmanuel, and that'll be followed by our 7 p.m. Pie Palooza. Bring a pie to share and enjoy some pie and some time to discuss with your fellow members and find out what's going on with our life, things to keep in your prayer, and just have a good fellowship time to visit with one another. Thursday morning we'll have the same Thanksgiving service at 10 a.m., so you're welcome to take part in either one of those services. Also, as far as the sanctuary is concerned, we do have that carpet done. Worth checking out. It looks fresh. It's updated. It's new. It looks nice. And there's been a lot of questions about the puke cushion update, when that's going to take place. It won't take place before Christmas, but we're looking at maybe Uh, February at this point in time, but stay tuned for more details from the Sanctuary Improvement Committee. For our prayer list, we continue to keep in our prayers Wilton Landon as he has had COVID and still scheduled for that upcoming tuberculosis surgery. Very important. Also, Addie Nauman has a test tomorrow for her swallowing, and we pray that that would go well and that hopefully, Lord willing, the parents, Pastor Nauman and his wife Rachel, would be able to Bring little Addie home soon. That's been our prayer for quite some time now. We also prayed this past weekend from jo- for John Gurgle, Kathleen Omenson's brother, who has been undergoing liver cancer. Pray the Lord would bless him in his time of need and help him continue to rejoice in the presence of his Lord and Savior. This brings us to our doctrine of the day. The last couple times we've been doing a series on Judgment Day. Of course, at the end of the church year here, we reflect on Judgment Day, end times, and ultimately we reflect on what the Lord promises will take place on that last day. And so we've been looking at the last two weeks that, number one, we know that Jesus will return again suddenly and descend from the heavens just as he ascended. Two, that all the dead will be raised up from their graves at the sound of his voice. Both believers and unbelievers will rise. Three, all believers and all unbelievers will be judged before the Lord's throne, some divided to his left, some to his right. And four, we talked about last time that all believers will be lifted up, they'll be raptured into the air to meet Jesus. Now this is on that last day, not before Judgment Day, but on Judgment Day. The context of God's word definitely teaches us that. So the last three things we're looking at for that last day would be, number five, is that unbelievers will be cast into 
outer darkness, or lake of fire, set aside, originally created for the devil, evil angels, and all those who died in the flood? That's what we're looking at here with number five. Isaiah 66 says something really interesting. It says those who will go out from heaven, speaking about after judgment day, look upon the corpses of mankind who rebelled against me, the Lord says, surely their worm will not die and their fire will not be put out and they will be an abomination to all flesh. Very difficult verse. How can that even take place? Unbelievers will be cast in outer darkness. First and foremost, that's what Isaiah 66 is saying, that unbelievers will be cast away from the Lord and be condemned to hell. And as we see, that was intended for the evil angels, that those who were cast out, that set aside for the devil and the evil angels, that was what um, was intended for them in the first place. And so we want to keep in mind that those who have rebelled and rejected against Christ uh, will have that condemnation for eternity. Second Peter 2, 4 says it this way, God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment. So that's awaiting the judgment day. First Peter three nineteen says, And he, the Lord Jesus, went and proclaimed victory to the spirits in prison. So those who were formerly disobedient when once the divine long-suffering waited in the days of Noah. There's that idea from part 5. And then Matthew 8:11, Jesus says, Many will come from east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, but the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Revelation says multiple times, Anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And Revelation 21:8, In the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So, Again, the Bible is very clear in just these few verses that unbelievers will be cast into outer darkness, that lake of fire described in the Bible. Originally intended for the devil, evil angels, but ultimately for those who have rebelled and rejected against Christ as God and Savior. The next thing we see is that the existing heavens and earth will be melted. Some believe annihilated, like totally uh, destroyed, like obliterated. But we also see this idea of potentially being purified by fire, changed into a new heavens and new earth, this metamorphosis, kind of like a butterfly. The substance is still there, but it changes into, it's, it's, there's a new creation. It's the same substance, but a new creation. And that's ultimately what we see from Isaiah 66 also. The new heavens and new earth, which I will make, will endure before me, says the Lord. In Matthew 24, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. I like that, that Jesus says there, and pass away. We think of like a person, their body is passed, they've passed away. But again, we know from Job last week with our devotion that the Lord will create a, a new body out of the same substance. And so someone might pass away, but their body will rise to eternal life. Romans 8.21, really interesting phrase, creation will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. It's also interesting, it's Hebrews 1.10 speaks of this transition, this change that's going to happen to the substance of the earth. You, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all grow old like a garment, like a cloak. You will fold them up, and they will be changed. So, it's interesting when you compare that to 2 Peter 3.10. The heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. And then, 
verse 11 says in 2 Peter 3, therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, so there's the idea of that destroyed, that being purified by fire on judgment day. Revelation 21, 1 says, now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. Then I, John saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepares a bride adorned from her husband. So I picture that bride of Christ, all believers, settling in on the new heavens and the new earth with God for eternity. Again, that's on the last day, on judgment day, where you'll have this heavenly reunion in our heavenly home. Which brings us to that part seven. Believe Believers will join the Lamb for the wedding banquet forever, enjoying the new heavens and new earth with God, now dwelling together with his people. Isaiah 65:17 says, Behold, I will make a new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will thoughts of them come into the heart. Surely rejoice and continuously be glad in that which I will make. I will rejoice over Jerusalem. No longer in her will be the sound of weeping or the sound of crying. This consequentially is our sermon text for this weekend, which I'm looking forward to sharing more about God's description of that new heavens and new earth. First Thessalonians 4.17, we've talked about that the last couple of weeks, that context, and thus we shall always be with the Lord, or our devotion from today, from Psalm 23.6, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Second Peter 3.13, nevertheless we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and new earth in which righteousness dwells. Matthew twenty-five thirty-four. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. This verse lends me to believe that it will be similar to Adam and Eve's Garden of Eden before the fall of sin. But I always picture it's going to be even better than that. Revelation 21, 3. The tabernacle of God is with his people. He will dwell with them shall be his God, God himself will be with them and be their God, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Again, those things are will not will be remembered. Those things have passed away. Those things will no longer afflict us in heaven. Sometimes people wonder, well, what will I remember in heaven? Well, we will not have to experience those things anymore. That sorrow, crying, that death, that pain, those things have passed away when it comes to heaven. And verse 5 says in Revelation 21, He who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make things all new, perfected. That's what we can look forward to, Judgment Day. We will be raised with a perfected body, or if we're still alive when Jesus comes, our body will be changed in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, and we will be perfected to live in God's perfect kingdom forever. The Day of Judgment is some... It's a day to look forward to as Christians, because we know and believe what he's promised to us for our eternal life. When we think about these things, we can rejoice, and it brings us to these thoughts. Again, this verse, this hymn we've been going through with 19 verses, hymn 607, Day of Wrath, O Day of Mourning. We're looking at the last few verses, which say, from verses 14 and on, Worthless are my prayers and sign, yet, good Lord, in grace complying, rescue me from fires undying. With thy favored sheep, O place me, nor among the goats abase me, but to thy right hand upraise me. While the wicked are confounded, doomed to flames of woe unbounded, call me with thy saints surrounded. Lo, I kneel with heart submission, see, like ashes, my contrition, help me in my last condition. 
Day of sorrow, day of weeping, when in dust no longer sleeping, man awakes in thy dread keeping. To the rest thou didst prepare me, on thy cross, O Christ, upbear me. Spare, O God, in mercy, spare me. Amen. Next week we hope to go through a Thanksgiving discussion, not just for devotion, but also for our doctrine. And we can rejoice also that these words of this hymn remind us of the Lord is coming quickly. Let's be prepared for him when he comes. Thank you for joining us once again on our Twin Steeples podcast. Please check us out at emmanuelmankato.org. Until next time, may God bless and keep you. May you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.